Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Socially Distant Tea Time. I'm Caitlin Grace, joined by Laura Otten and Evelyn Page. And we're here to talk about working mom life in Corona times or coronavirus times. <laughs> corona times would be way more fun, I think. How are, you, how are both of you doing? Welcome back. And let's get into it. What is this week looking like? Uh, things are good here. We all just talked about how we're all staying in our various offices for the yes. first time. Um, and there's excitement to that in that we're not trying to juggle children. I think in our last one, my daughter interrupted. We usually had some sort of child interrupting. Mm. Um, and here we are in our space. And there's something really nice about that of like being able to turn off that mom mode but you know i i just had a conversation with someone about that mom guilt of work mm -hmm. and being away from your kids and all of that so it's we're, we're living it too and i i can relate to that yeah I, yeah I had a conversation with somebody about that too a midwife actually and she made such a great point that i'm like living for the first time that the mom guilt really goes away a lot when you have excellent high quality child care that you feel so good about that you know but it's really hard to find that <laughs> and when my kids are not in a good place i can't focus on work i can't you know i don't have mental space for it so this is this is a big thing for me to have an office and a dedicated time each day to work and 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 i quite honestly i don't even think about my kids when i'm at work because they're at school and it all you know it just all feels really good so. I agree. I, 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 both my kids are in daycare and I really like our daycare. I feel really comfortable there. Um, so I know they're having fun. So I, I miss them. And I think it was a little bit to kind of pull out like feeling guilty versus just missing them because they're really cute and I want to <laughs> see them. But, um, but yeah, I, I do feel the same way. I don't worry about them being there because they're having fun and they're safe. So it just frees up so much mental energy to focus on the work that I also enjoy doing. Mm. Oh, I, I love that about teasing out the missing versus the guilt. And I, I like it because it's normal to miss. It's okay to miss. It's, it's okay not to, and to right. want the break. And I definitely feel that I know Caitlin also does, um, to want that time and not have to feel guilty about that, but that it's also okay. Like whenever a mom is returning to work after maternity leave, and now we've seen it more, I know we talked about this during the height of the pandemic, when if people were lucky enough to keep their jobs, working from home, having more involvement from the partner and the father, returning back is hard. It just is hard and getting through that and being okay with, all right, this is hard, this is uncomfortable, but it'll get easier um, mentality to it. So and I do, like I can do, like I can do hard things, you know, there's, I know there's a, there's a book for little kids that's called that, I can do hard things, which I've read to, to my kids and I've read to some of my clients when I was working with kids. And it just, you know, it kind of just builds up that muscle that I can do this, you know, it's hard, but I can do it. Mm -hmm. I absolutely like just even sitting in this office right now and and a few different things that are happening in my life i'm I'm feeling this strange sense of like the pandemic helped me grow a lot emotionally um, which sucked and was super painful and was really hard, you know, but I feel like I've never cared for myself in this way I've never given myself time to work I've never 
you know, gotten my kids in a situation where I could fully do it. I've never prioritized my own professional goals, you know, in a way that balances their needs and my needs. And it's really cool to be in this place. And I, and I know 100% I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for the pandemic and, and the challenges that that presented. Um, but we're certainly not through the woods. I don't want to talk about the not pandemic over. like in a past tense because it's very much not a past tense. We are, we're heading into this winter, which I think is, there's a sense of winter is coming was the title of our last episode. Like there is this sense of what will things look like this winter? Um, I think there's been some freedom in the summer. People loosened up a little bit and, and the rates are spiking across the country, not so much in our area right now, but but it's, it's, there's big new challenges. Um, I would love to talk mostly for my own needs, but also because I think probably it's coming up for other people about the holidays. We have Thanksgiving right around the corner and I'm in this situation. This is where I say like, I'm having some emotional growth. I can feel myself like maturing into my reactions to this. Um, but I really do love being immature sometimes. It's so much easier to just throw a tantrum. Um, but my family is not going to see each other. I'm not going to see my brother and his wife and their family. And my kids aren't going to see their cousins. And it's because we have different levels of COVID safety and different sizes of COVID bubbles. And my family, you know, it's, it's not a direct uh, issue. Like it's not because of any one action we're doing. It's just they're keeping their bubble really, really small and they're not going to come out and see us. And it's, it's like, absolutely devastating and heartbreaking and makes me feel so sad. And I think I ended the last session of this of like, this is, I'm preemptively sad about it, but I've actually come into this new place of just being like, okay, you know, he's an adult and he's protecting his family the best way he can. And who am I, like, who am I to judge him or to be angry at him for just doing what he thinks is best? It's not personal and we're going to find ways to make it special. Um, but I would imagine that there are a lot of families that are undergoing tension about seeing each other. And then also like my, now that I've come to a place of acceptance of we're not going to see each other, it's how do I make this really special for my kids, even without all the family that they're used to being there. So I'd love to hear what you guys are doing for your own families and what you're hearing from women and just all of it. Well, we we are also not doing our typical Thanksgiving, which um, is probably good because our Thanksgiving is probably around 40 people all crammed into one room. Um, Super spreader. I think it's actually might have been bigger than that last year. So yeah, so definitely not conducive to um, not spreading COVID. So as a family, it was just sort of family that hosts that because we go to one one person's house every year and and they kind of sent out an email. Like we all kind of knew it wasn't going to happen, but kind of had that official, like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But um, so we're, we're kind of figuring out right now whether we'll really just be the four of us at home. We might, you know, go to our, my in-laws house, which they live down the street and they are people that we're seeing. Um, but I think for us, it was also thinking about, and this has come up with some of my clients too, of finding new traditions that we can focus on and not just sort of dwelling and staying in like, what, what can't I have? Or what am I not, what am I going to be missing? Um, 
and as I've kind of explored that with people, it's kind of like, oh, well, I always kind of wanted to do this, Mm. but I just never did because we just kind of do what my family has always done. So there's actually been kind of some excitement. I'm just like, I get to kind of make my own make my own little thing this year, you know, whether it's for Thanksgiving, which is coming right up and then, um, you know, the, the holidays later in the year. So while there's some missing and kind of some sadness around that, I find that some people are kind of getting a little bit excited to kind of do something new and different. I love that because last year I was talking to people about how it's okay to do your own traditions. Mm -hmm. And that now that you have kids, you know, you have this family, kind of picking, yes, obviously there is something about passing down traditions and and honoring your family that way, but then it's also okay to say no and do your own thing. And that's exactly what Evelyn, you're talking about. This year has given us the freedom to maybe do some of those things. And those of us with the younger kids, um, it really is a do whatever you want and and they're along for the ride. With your older kids, if they are expecting something that they won't get you know there is that space for to be upset or angry or sad about it and then there's exactly what evelyn said of what what do you want to do like what what's and and there's tons tons of resources out there of ideas whether it's crafts or baking or hiking or my family we used to hike um every new year's day we would get up at five in the morning and go hiking I know. Why? Why would you start your year at 5 a.m.? Why would you do that? As a kid, I loved it. And so you can create these new things that fit for your family. And Caitlin, what you were saying of like your brother being on one side and you be on the other, I've spoken to like both of you, both versions of you. And on your brother's side, it's, you know, talking with your partner about what feels good for your family and that it's okay to say, not this year. And I'm sorry, and I'm sad about it, but not this year. And then whatever Caitlin's reaction is to that is Caitlin's stuff to deal with. And then for on Caitlin's side, it is, well, of course you're sad and upset that you won't see your brother and his family and the cousins won't be together. Like, of course you're upset about it. It means that you love them and they're valuable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is just a really hard part of this time. Um, I feel that personally because my sister and her family are in Washington state mm. and I, I can cry thinking about when I'll see them again and how long it will be. It's very upsetting to me. It's upsetting to her too. Um, my parents are in Virginia and had to cancel their trip because Virginia was added to the list and all of that's been really hard for, for us. And so I've, cried about it. I vented to my husband about it. And then it's like, okay, like, and now what do we do? Right. But I think sometimes we're quick to go to the, I should just be okay with this. I'm grateful. Silver lining. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And no, there needs to be that space to be upset by it too. Totally. I think that's awesome. I think part of, for me, like, and this was all internal. I wasn't having any reactions to him. We hadn't actually even talked about it. I could just feel it coming. You know, I could sense, I knew where their head was and like that they were starting to limit again because school was back on and they're worried about, you know, uh, school shutting down or sending their kid to like, to spread it at school. Um, But like, I heard my own patterns of like, and what I in my head, I started to realize like, oh, I'm just trying to control other people. Like, and it's wasting all this space in my own head. Like, 
Do you know what I mean? Like I'm making choices for myself and why wouldn't I allow another adult the space to make choices and boundaries for their own family? And once that clicked, I had that sense of like, oh, I can just be sad about it. And so I ended up actually texting him without us having a discussion about Thanksgiving. I just like texted him out of the blue, like, hey, I really miss you and I can't wait to see you. And I'm super patient. Whatever it happens, it happens. I just want you to know I love you. And it was like this release for me. And it was great. We ended up like talking on the phone for an hour the other day. And it just, there's going to be a new way for the relationships to move forward. Um, and, and at the end of the day, one of the things that helps me to, to, to get through this very sad and like weird time is to remember it's going to be temporary. Um, it reminds me a lot actually of immediate postpartum, like the six weeks postpartum. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting there with all three of them, but, but specifically with the first one and just being like, oh, this is my, this is the rest of my life. It's going to be like that. Like I didn't have any context of like, no, you know, things will kind of, you'll, it's a new normal, but you'll like figure out and the baby won't always have to eat every 10 minutes, you know? But when I was in it, deep in it, I thought it was forever. And it helps to remind myself it's this year, you know, there's a good chance and maybe it'll be next year too, but it's not going to be forever. This is temporary. And I think that that phrase like this too shall pass, you know, we can do hard things. I can go a few holidays without my family. It's not the end of the world. We're all, we all still love each other and the kids, you know, will stay in touch and pick up where they left off. And there's this kind of like soothing that has happened when I think of it not being forever because it can feel <laughs> when, when we're, a, yeah. what, what are we, we're almost a year into it and it feels like it's almost getting harder by the day and the numbers are getting worse by the day and the, the news and the election, all these things are just getting worse and worse. It's hard to remember this is temporary and it won't, it, it, right guys, it won't be a forever. Can it somebody confirm for yeah, me? Can you sure me? Yeah. Winter is so long. I think winter is just hard for parents. I mean, it could be hard for everyone because it's just can be depressing, but when you have little ones, winter time has always been harder for me. And February, March, March is the longest month. <laughs> it really goes on forever. Yeah. And so it is, you know, spring comes again. It won't be as bad, you know, practicing like the coziness that winter can be. Um, and the lovely, you know, we break out the hot chocolate and the marshmallows and movies and the fire and all of these things to try to cozy it up. And I drink copious amounts of tea in the wintertime and then I don't over the summer at all. Um, so it's just like, okay, what do I need to stay healthy the best way possible? Um, and for my partner too. And how do we have open communication about like, you need more right now. Like you're, you don't seem to be doing well or I'm not feeling well. I need to change something here. I need that time or I need that space or whatever it might be. Same thing with the election coming up. Like, first of all, huge plug, like you have to vote. Like yes. vote everyone. Please vote. Please vote. Parenting is political. Um, it influences your family and your kids and your rights, so vote, but then also take care of yourself, no matter what the outcome is or what you want or whatever happens, um, to be mindful of taking care of yourself and taking a break from it when you need to take a break from it, too. Yeah, I basically, like, don't pay attention to any of it 
until a Trump parade came through my town and the hunk, like through my town, like down the block from me, because I was down the block from Hempstead Turnpike and all the hunk. And I was like, okay, so today I can't. But you know what? I went inside and I closed the windows and I hung out with my kids. And we just, because on either side, honestly, like it doesn't matter which political side you're on, the shouting from both sides and the divisiveness in our country is, it's really alarming to me. And, and it alarms me a little bit, just like how like our humanness and our, like our, like my neighbors were at that parade. And like, I don't know, I, I'd rather just see them as my neighbors, you know what I mean? And not like the other side or this side, you know, it's like, I just feel, I'm hoping that however the election goes and whatever the future looks like, that we can kind of have this sense of, of humanness again. I'm not really putting it into words, but it reminds me of like the mom or the quote unquote mom wars, like manufactured mom wars, like, you know, you're formula feeding and I'm breastfeeding and you're homeschooling and I'm public schooling and I'm, you know, I put my kid in front of a TV and I'll never ever let him have a screen, you know, working mom, stay at home moms. There's like these, these like dichotomies where we like just, especially like on the internet where we're getting a lot of our information and a lot of interaction, there's like this black and white division in mothers and the truth is if you get a bunch of moms and sit them in a room together they find so much more similar about each other and so many yeah. more things that unite them in their experience than you know the the choices that they make um and i'm hoping that we can find something some healing like that for our country no matter what happens in the next few weeks because that i think is the saddest part for me it's just it's like it's gone like gone is who's right and who's wrong and it's just like we're we're not even seeing each other as people anymore and we're not having discussions and and I hope that we can remember that that's my little soapbox speech about the election I mean, whatever <laughs> just remember happens, it's your neighbors you know yeah whatever happens like once it's done we can then kind of move on to the next step whether it's being happy about the outcome or figuring out what to do about the outcome you know <laughs> And yep. yeah, but I, I do like there's something how, there's something anxiety provoking about like just waiting and waiting and waiting that you, you can't you don't know what to do you don't know what to expect and you don't know what's going to happen so once you know you can then you know take whatever steps you need to right whatever the response is and Tuesday's my day home with the kids so I plan to have my phone away from me and play with my small children who have no idea what's going on as, as a break, but you, that, that big, big plug to vote. And then yes, and then figure out what the next steps are, whether, you know, and always staying active, whatever fits your bandwidth and your comfort level. And I, we talked about that with um, the social justice things of like, okay, challenging yourself is good and taking a step forward or step out of your comfort zone is good, but that doesn't mean that you suddenly have to change who you are or give everything and recognizing like, okay, especially as parents, like I, my life and what I can give right now is going to look different in 10 years um, and, and recognizing that and honoring that too. That's beautiful. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I think this was, I, I needed this just as much as I'm hoping the people listening to needed this. The holidays and the election are just, 
the two biggest things I think on most people's minds in terms of COVID right now. So I, I really appreciate this discussion. And, and I think people listening to this and myself are walking away with like actual coping techniques and like ways to reframe the situation and, and get through it. So thank you both so much. And we'll do this again in two weeks. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Thanks, Caitlin. Bye.